Hubbub Mondays with Manal is back with the same energy, new topics, and an impressive guest lineup for season two. I cannot wait to not only unveil all the amazing topics and discussions on our season two podcast, the Power Up with Manal podcast, but also the unveiling of the spinoff of the Power Up Academy from our very own podcast. So I was doing some casual reading around statistics, which, you know, just like to do in my pastime. And um, the American Institute of Stress, this really, this really stood out. And this is why we're going to talk about this today. Around 1 million Americans miss work each day because of stress. 55% of Americans are stressed during the day. 94% of workers report feeling stressed at work. This just continues. 63% of U.S. workers reported that they're ready to quit their job to avoid work-related stress. Stress, anxiety, depression cost the global economy around $1 trillion in lost productivity. This is an important topic that we do need to bring back and discuss especially with how to cope as individuals. Now, we brought this topic and talked about, you know, workplace resources and how leaders can sort of approach this. Today, I want to hone in on, you know, anxiety, stress, and our overachievers and achieving employees. In my personal opinion, I do want to sort of preface this first. Successful achievers I do feel often possess an inner drive that is completely, completely misconstrued with anxiety. Um, now, with that said, those who hold a higher standard, have higher expectations, sort of drive at a faster rate, do have to sort of walk with a little bit of caution because there is that tipping point. Um, so as this sort of higher level of achieving um, really is this catalyst for them to fuel uh, their work, their determination, their diligence, and all their accomplishments. These expect these exceptional, I would say, individuals and uh, a lot of our employees, they're highly valued because they're able to surpass expectations and they considered sort of at that excellence level. But what happens is it is very important that if this sort of expectation and constant drive is not balanced or managed, that's when you see very advantageous employees that are driving at a higher level, leading to you know hindrance of both performance and professional advancement. I think that's why it's so crucial to strike a balance and harness the potential of this anxiety while ensuring sort of personal well-being and continued success. This is a very hard sort of balancing game to play. In exploring this topic further, I did come across a Harvard Business Review article, which actually is written by an author who authored an amazing book around this topic. So I want to kind of bring it all together. But the article is called How Achievers Overcome Their Anxiety. And it's written by Maura Ahrens Neely. She is also the author of the book, The Anxious Achiever, which is an incredible book. Like, hear me out. If you are an individual that you know that you either 
are potentially leading to this or you know somebody that is leading to this level, it's a great book, great guide, actually, for how to not only understand if you are hitting sort of some of these triggers, but also what actions to take to avoid them in the future. She stated in the article, a surprising number of extremely successful people are often racked by anxiety. They suffer from what psychologists call the thought trap and what others may refer to as cognitive distortion or thinking errors. Um, negatively biased and untrue patterns of thought that arrive automatically and often ensnare us, preventing us from seeing clearly, communicating effectively, or making good reality-based decisions. This is probably all sounding just a tad bit too familiar, either for thyself or individuals and people around you. What's unfortunate is that to escape sort of these emotions and feelings, generally speaking, overachieving or achieve, successfully achieving individuals usually fall into a few categories, which like is even scarier. Avoidance is number one. The number one way to avoid this is to just do more work. And so you have overachievers doubling down on their work to avoid sort of all these feelings that they don't want to really, you know, uh, confront, right? And there's other coping, me coping mechanisms that usually aren't, you know, healthy and can be very impactful to mental and physical health, especially when it comes to substance abuse. So today we're going to dive into the article about, you know, what exactly are some of these thought traps so we can identify them, these triggers earlier, and also become more conscious of what we are going through and the actions we can take to prevent it from falling into the spiral. Recognizing thought traps are so key. And the article references an amazing individual by the name of David Burns who wrote Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy. Um, he talks about thought traps in there, and that's another great resource. Before we actually go into some of these triggers and how to recognize them, I think it's important to put the solution up front because the solution for all these sort of thought traps is really focused around the core of balance. And balance is key when it comes to setting realistic goals, attainable goals, prioritization, delegation, practicing self-compassion. I mean, we are a little too hard on us ourselves at most times um establishing boundaries not you know doing it all and sort of playing this tug of war of being in every place at all times um and sort of embracing imperfection and the notion of falling forward all the solution is sort of encompassed in this one big sort of bubble and i am victim of it that i have fallen into this trap and into this circle many times in my life and I sort of take myself out and I know what they are and nobody's perfect like I go back into it we spiral back into it all we can do really is give ourselves I would say a chance for me practicing mindfulness and relaxation have really been the biggest sort of bringing my unconscious sort of state to the conscious as much as possible. We've spoken about how about 95% of our unconscious state drives 
our actions, our thoughts today and um, really being aware and in tune sort of helps identify these triggers and not get into the spiral at all times. And um, I had to sort of reset myself this weekend. So none of us, you know, are perfect. We all sort of fall into this and it's very important to be self-aware and also be okay to talk about it. That's very key. All right. So my successful achievers, uh, what are some of these thought traps that we should really be cognizant of? The first one, and I kind of snicker at this because oh, a lot of us are basis, but all or nothing thinking. Yeah, let's take a moment for that one. All or nothing thinking. When we focus on sort of these small errors that derail sort of a whole thought initiative, so dangerous in many ways. I am victim of this. I've seen many people be victims of this. Very important for us to sort of change some of these ors, or statements, right? And really have and statements. Like it's okay to have a mixture of good and bad, of positive and negative. We don't have to hone in on just the negative. Labeling is probably one of the most extreme formats of sort of this all or nothing thinking, right? When we ascribe the source of a problem to someone's character rather than a person's thinking or behavior, we've sort of shut down um, that there is no solution or ways that a situation can improve. One dangerous one that I've sort of struggled a lot too is really jumping to conclusions. One is mind reading, and that that just is so dangerous in many ways. So one is either occurs when we arbitrarily conclude that someone is reacting negatively to a certain situation or the other is really fortune telling which we're predicting behaviors without actually knowing the truth or the facts so a lot of our unconscious bias sort of plays in this another trigger uh, to to look out for is catastrophizing this traps involves reaching the worst possible conclusion on the basis of very little or no evidence should statements these are also very i would say dangerous um i should be further along in my career i should have x amount of savings by a certain age and i think you know we have all fallen in this through experience and it's very hard to get out of um, but everybody's journey is sort of different and i think the more we embrace our journeys and recognize that you know the past is the past we can only fall forward I think the easier it gets to actually have a better future. Um, other traps include personalizing and branding, like taking things a little too personal. Um, I think comparisons is a very big trap, right? Uh, comparing to others or to situations, emotional reasoning, the way sort of it prefaces emotional reasoning is I feel it, therefore it must be true. And, um, I think we can all take a moment and sort of read through these, think through these, and have a little more methodical and balanced approach to how we, you know, conduct ourselves and our thoughts. Let's talk about Manel's pick of the week. So my pick of the week is the plan man, Mr. Bruce Weinstein, the founder of Weinstein Wealth Insurance Solutions. The reason I sort of picked him as my pick of the week is because everything he does also prevents all this that we're talking about. Planning helps you take a proactive approach to success, to life, to your professional career, 
ensuring that all efforts are well-directed and purposeful, allotting for a structure, organization, overall sense of control. Not only does this increase your chances of achieving desired outcome, but also helps you alleviate that constant feeling of being overwhelmed or doing too much or triggering sort of your anxiety triggers. And so Bruce has an amazing platform. He also has a podcast called Ask the Plan Man. And, you know, his business and podcast both are helping individuals realize the importance of planning, uh, which applies to all aspects of their lives. So definitely check out Bruce. I'm going to, you know, tag him below. Along with that, my friends, I am so happy to be back. This is sort of my personal happy space. And I'm going to leave us with a quote that is very fitting with everything we've spoken to today. Like, actually, you know what? It's not even a quote. It's really an ancient philosophy um, that's that's been around for many centuries. Um, it's really not coined as one person saying it. But stress is not what happens to us. It is the response to what happens. And it is in these responses that we can be a little more conscious to help us fall less into the traps, to help us gain more control, clarity, and the ability to be more okay with the things that do occur. Cheers to a thought-provoking and positive week ahead. <music>